Sponsored by HHNUnofficial.com, the home of Halloween Horror Nights news and rumors all year round. Find us on the web at www.HHNUnofficial.com. So stop the fog machines and clear the cobwebs. It's time for another episode of the podcast that's nearly the same as all the others. Spoken at our house and house alone, not those of any other bugger. If you're easily offended, we strongly suggest finding another podcast. Everybody neat and pretty, then on with the show. Good morning, good afternoon, whatever time you listen to this, and welcome to uh, Dadflix, the new on-demand payable podcast service from Diz After Dark. I am Nick, and joined as always by uh, the Scouse Wonder Boy himself, Mr. Craig Lucas. Hello, it's five dollars a month, and you get fourteen hours of content from my bathroom every month. And I believe um, toilet trip reports when you go to Disney Park. Yes. Excellent, excellent. We have the other boy wonder known as P. Does Paul Washington. Bonjour. And the man who makes Disaster Dark, Disaster Dark, in my opinion, Mr. Paul Dolan. Too kind, too kind. For nine ninety nine, you get five facts a month, and one of them might be true. <laughs> sort that out. <laughs> Uh, how how is everyone doing? Doing Fan, all right. Yeah, yeah, fan dabby dozy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you don't all... sound it, Craig. Uh, I'm riddled. <laughs> more than more than usual. Yeah. Take it. And that's before you've interviewed Adam. <laughs> yeah. That is, that is very um, right, we'll, we'll crack on because I think we've got quite a lot to talk about this week. Um, thank you to all of the one person that asked where I was on the previous shows. Um, I'm really glad I've got the fan base there. Um, but yes, I'm back. Sorry about that. And uh, we'll start off the show as we do each and every show with what is everybody drinking? And I am going to go with the riddle man himself. Craig, what's in your glass? I am drinking... It's a, a fresh, smooth drink that quenches my thirst like no other. God. It's Bud Light. Ah, Bud Light. <laughs> oh, a, yeah. A Isn't that what we're beer. all drinking? <laughs> not, not just yet. Not just yet. <laughs> we're I'm, I'm, I'm wearing me Bud Light pyjamas as well. None of these are available, except for the ones we're going to mention this last time. Mr. D, what are you drinking? I've got two cups of tea here. Two? Why have you got two cups of tea? one cup just isn't enough. Because I'm in, I'm in a place where it's only really small cups, and this is definitely a two-cup podcast. One, 
<laughs> one point two cups, cups don't they? <laughs> yeah. Funny enough, actually, that you mentioned tea because um, I've decided that I want to drink tea, but I want to drink. Right, I want to drink proper tea, like not okay. not tea bag crap. I'm going to buy some loose leaves and a proper teapot and make it a proper old fashioned way. That gets boring very quickly. I'm sure it will do, but at least for the novelty at the start, it means that I'll drink tea. I'm just um, a bit bored well, of coffee and beer. You'll eat tea as well. <laughs> Mr. You Washington. You know what happens then? Uh, I have a nice bourbon for the evening. Oh, Chocolate. this is going to be muddy. <laughs> the biscuit or the drink? <laughs> <laughs> Both, I've dipped it in. I don't think you get... I don't think you get... I don't think you get... Yeah, you do. Did they not provide any with your... uh, On your pillow or something? On your nightstand? In the interest of full disclosure, I should say I've had a fair amount of Coronas before the tea. (laughs) This is the come down. Yeah. I like it. Well, uh, in lieu of trying to drink more uh, American anheuser Bush drinks. Uh, I've got my last bottle of Coors Light. You won't be hearing me drinking this on the podcast anytime soon after that. Let me tell you. Hang on. There we go. Um, right. What was I, I was going to say something? I've lost my train of thoughts. It wasn't that important. So, um, one of the things that we were going to talk about this evening, we are going to talk about this evening, is Mr. Washington's trip to Disneyland Paris, which wasn't yes. any normal occasion this was, was a very not. special time it was well it was meant to be quarter past three time but by ah. the time i woke up it was five o'clock ah. but <laughs> yes. i've just got to say what were you playing at there do you know what my alarm actually went but i checked it afterwards and realized it had been set with no sound oh my goodness what the hell <laughs> and I don't know how it had done it because I've used it before. Was it an Android phone? No, it it's an iPhone. Really? Oh God! Yeah, Lee Malaby's just got a little baldy stiffy. <laughs> yeah, but I tell you what, he's not going to be writing anything on his phone about it, is he? No. Where's your phone, Lee? I thought the alarm went off anyway. So it does, but it was it was just it was going with no sound. Yeah. yeah See, so the thing is, like my my missus won't have vibrate on her phone because she doesn't like the noise. That the vibrate makes, so she'll lose a phone, and she'll ring it, and if she's got the phone on silent. You can't hear it because you can't even hear it vibrate. So it's a bloody nuisance. That's why vibrate is always a good idea, in my opinion. Um, yeah. But let's let's start right at the beginning because we've already kind of got there. But I mean, this was a day and a half, wasn't it? Yeah, it was literally a day and a half. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you. Well, no, I'll, I'll let you. I'll let you tell the story. So, as I said, I was meant to be leaving my my mum's house at about four o'clock uh, to get the first train out of out of where she lives to get the first Eurostar. Uh, as I said, my alarm didn't wake me up. Uh, I woke up. My brother's alarm in the next bedroom went off at five to five, and the train I was meant to be catching was at ten past five. Uh, um, so then that took in, uh, what, two and a half, three mile run to the train station to catch the next one, um, which I got to, which was fine. Um, made it to the Eurostar, 
probably with half an hour to spare. Um, Which Euro starts and is actually clean seat. That's yeah, why it's a lot better um, than an airport. Yeah. Um, I managed to get on the platform by the time I'd gone through security and everything. I had nine minutes before the train left. <laughs> yeah. So I was very, very lucky that I managed to catch that next train. And that I, well, my half marathon training was put into practice. <laughs> um, so, yep, yeah, got the, the Eurostar to Lille. Um, I went for that option. Um, I had the, the train was the train was on time uh, getting me to Lille. Um, I got to Lille and found that the previous train that was going to Disneyland Paris was still sitting on the platform. Um, was 40 minutes delayed, um, <laughs> but I wasn't allowed to get on it. Um, because I pre-booked my ticket for the next train. Uh, I had to watch it sail away without me, um, which was a bit annoying because it would have meant I got to uh, Disneyland Paris an hour earlier than I should have done. Um, but I got on the next one. That was fine. There was no delays. That was what I was worried about, that the next one was going to be delayed by the same amount. Um, luckily, it wasn't. Um, now, this is, sorry, so just just to go back, so this is this was on the Tuesday. Yes. Was it? So this is the eleventh of April. Yes. Yeah. Yep, sorry, yeah. That's the Tuesday. Yeah. So got to the Marla Valley at just gone midday. Um, had my big bag because I got cameras and stuff with me. Couldn't go and check into the hotel, um, but I found out that they actually had. A luggage service where I could put it. Um, so as soon as I got there, I went straight to the hotel, and they got lockers. But basically, you type in a code and it locks it up for you for the rest of the day. Um, uh, was that in the Was that in the train station? No, this was at the hotel. Um, oh, most right, of the hotels, yeah. uh, like the Kiriad, the Explorers, um, have all got locker rooms um, okay. that you can use. Uh, I'd used the one at the Explorers previously for the half marathon. Um, so I went and did that. I was staying at the Kyrgyz, uh this time um, rather than staying on site. Uh, on site's the next trip um, that's coming up in June. Um, then I headed straight back to the park after I'd, I'd locked everything up. Um, sadly, a couple of weeks before, I'd lost my wallet. Um, that included my annual pass. That's right, yes. I remember you doing that. Um, so I went to customer services. Um, after a bit of confusion as to what I was actually asking, um, I eventually got a supervisor who then sorted everything out, gave me a complimentary ticket for the day um, to get in. Um, he said that we they wouldn't be able to do it for a second day, that I would need to go to the annual passport office or whatever you want to call it um which i said was no problem that was the plan that i was i had anyway um and a bit of pixie dust for the day to make up for, for losing my wallet and everything they actually gave me a voucher for a free pin Ooh. which was which was quite nice of them i thought um a drawing pin or no i i went and went and picked one from the the collection i actually got some uh Lost pirate gold pen from oh. Pirates of the Caribbean. Um, when you were, nice when you was at the um, 
when you was at the desk trying to get into the park without your annual passport and explaining the situation, did you do yeah. that very British thing that we do, which is say it much louder and much slower? No, they were actually fairly good English speakers. Oh, okay. Um, so, so I have started to relearn French again. Um, I'm spending quite a bit of time at Disneyland Paris at the moment, the annual pass. Um, so I have, <laughs> I have started to try and relearn it. I have not done any since I was 16. Now, so, I, I tried to do this a couple of years, years ago. ago. I tried to do this a couple of years ago and started the very basics and kind of lost my, my mojo with it. Um, what are you, if you don't mind me asking, what are you using? I am using an app called... Uh, let me find it. Or, it's in, called as Duo- say, Unapp. Yeah, Unapp. Uh, Duolingo is what I'm using. Okay. Oh, yeah. Adi Eve loves that. Uh, cool, cool. So, using that at the moment. I'm only a couple of days in, obviously. Um, Give us uh, a little, a few little basics. Oh, God. I can't, they've not even got me speaking it yet. Oh. It's like literally just picking up and putting phrases together for the most sure. part in the in the basic bit rather than, than talking it yet. Okay, I'll get right. What am I saying now? Je m'appelle Craig. J'habite à Liverpool. Your name is Craig and you live in Liverpool. Boom. Fluent. <laughs> Okay. Okay. Paul, you know when you you know when you say they haven't, but you're talking yet. Are you sure you just don't still have that volume off? <laughs> <laughs> what, like Nick did earlier? <laughs> Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Feedback. Yeah. 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 Feedback central. Yeah, yeah. Um, Paul, j'aime la piscine. <laughs> you are Where's pissing. It? No, I love Where's... swimming. You racist. <laughs> Jesus the toilet. It's pissing in swimming pool. God's sake. Yeah, funny. That's, the, that's, the, that's the one thing you remember from French because it sounds rude and it's not. <laughs> anyway, sorry, Paul. So, so yeah, I went, I got in, they gave me my ticket. Uh, I went straight to the, the annual passport office uh, to be met by a very long queue. Oh. Um, so I got in the queue. Normally they've got a cast member outside. Um, and at this point, they didn't. Um, and I think this was due to how busy it was. Uh, maybe after 10 minutes of being in the queue, someone came out. Um, and I thought, this queue's got to be too long for what I want to do. So I went and spoke to the, the cast member and told him, again, difficulty explaining what was actually wrong. Um, eventually, she got it and she said, in that case, go and join the queue at the other door. And there was maybe 10... 15 people in that queue. Much shorter. I thought, oh, this, I'll be in fairly quickly. An hour later, I was still standing outside <sighs> waiting to get in. Let me guess, that 10-person people, that ten person queue had one person serving. Well, yeah, it seemed like it, but I think they were putting more people in from the other queue, right. just using everybody. Mm. And then after maybe 20 minutes, they'd let one lot of people in from the queue that I was in. Oh, God. Um... So it was a bit of a nightmare. Um, I did see a bit of one of the new shows while I was in the queue. Um, the Mickey anniversary party that was on the castle stage. Um, didn't see all of it. Um, but what I saw of it was was okay. I've actually watched it since I've got home. Um, but eventually I got in. 
and once again had to explain what was going on. Um, and the woman behind the desk didn't seem to know how to reissue an annual pass. So every time she did another step, she was having to ask a supervisor as to how to do it and, and everything. Uh, eventually I got it. It cost me 25 euros to replace my annual pass. Um, Cheaper than a new one, though. Yeah, we've got a new one, and it actually says that it's a replacement on it. So I think <laughs> I think they start to get the hump the more often you ask. <laughs> Don't like the French get the hump about anything like that. No, not at all. Um, but yes, yeah, so I've got a new annual pass now. Um, I don't know whether they were a bit confused as to the fact that mine's still one of the old style annual passes rather than the new upgrades. Um, that was mainly what that queue was for. The longer queue was for people that wanted to upgrade their annual pass. Well, I suppose what the only confusion there might have been is the fact that the only people now that will have those passes or should have those passes are either people like yourself that have lost your annual pass or people yeah. that have bought their annual pass in advance. Because I think yeah. you could, I mean, you can't now, but you were able to until the end of March buy the old style annual passes as a voucher. Yeah. And exchange, you have to exchange, I think, within six months. Yeah. Or something. So, yeah, I mean, obviously, they'll, they'll be phasing those out very, very soon. Yeah. So, no, I eventually got that sorted. Um, at that point, it was, uh, I'd probably been in there an hour and a half altogether with the queue in and, and actually getting the pass. So, by that point, it was time to check into the hotel. So, <laughs> headed back. <laughs> um, You've got the crappiest uh, rides. Yeah, I know. The annual pass um, ride, the hotel ride. Yeah, so three three journeys on the shuttle bus within three hours of being in Paris. God. Um, so I went and checked in, had a bit of a break. Um, obviously, I hadn't even looked at what the queues were like at this point for, for any of the rides. Um, had a bit of a break. It was probably... So, obviously, I at that point, I'd missed... The parade. Mm-hmm. Um, so I headed back and I thought, right, I'm going to try some of the things that I didn't do the last time I was there. So I actually headed to the studios. I thought that oh, the queues might be a bit bit quieter. Second there. No, they weren't. <laughs> um, I got in there and I thought, I've still not been on Crush's coaster. How many times are... have you been to Disneyland Paris now? That's four or five. What? And every time the queues have been huge. Mm. Um, and I went in and that was the first place I thought, right, I'll head straight there because I've still not been on it. Um, the main queue was 90 minutes. And the single rider queue was 60 minutes. Wow. So I thought, right, I'm not getting in that. Not having been up since... Five o'clock. But you morning. did have a lie-in, to be fair. Yeah, I did have a lie-in. <laughs> but, um, so I thought, right, I'll walk around and see what Ratatouille was like. That had a 25-minute single-rider queue. Um, it wasn't 25 minutes. I think I was only in the queue for 15 minutes. Oh, it, that, that um, single-rider queue for Ratatouille is a joke. Like, yeah. it, it's, I, I remember going on it once, and it was, it, so it was a 10-minute wait. I walked through. Like the only time I stopped was to pick up the three D glasses. And yeah. I was at the front. Uh, it was, you know. Yeah, it was much better in there. So I did that. 
Um, then where did I go? Ah, oh, then I I headed back out because I thought right to the old town. I'm going to get it. I'm going to get it. No, I didn't go. I didn't go back to the hotel again. Uh, I went in. Yeah, I went. I went into the into the main park. Um, I thought, well, if the queues are that long in the studios, they're going to be just as long in the other park. But there's a couple of other things. So first of all, I headed to Indy, and the queue for that was, and again, that was about ninety minutes. Jesus, no one likes that right. You headed to Indy. Yeah, that's the worst ride I've ever been on in my life. Well, the last time I went, it was closed. They were doing a refurb on it. So oh. I thought, I'll, I'll head to that. And then I thought, all right, I'm not getting in that queue. Fuck that. Uh, not waiting that long for mm. it. Um, so where did I head next? can't even remember where I went. I don't think I actually went in on anything at that point. Um, Although saying that, I mean, we've got to remember that Pirates is down at the moment, isn't it? Yeah. So there's not actually much in Adventure Island to do. There's Mission, really... um, uh, Mission Space, Space Mission. Space Mountain, Space Mountain. That's Mountain the one. Is that still closed? Yeah. So uh, there's fourth and fifth of May. That, that that's no, sorry, fifth, fifth and sixth of May. That's got preview nights, special nights, and then the seventh is when it officially opens to the public. Yeah. So I then no, actually, tell a lie, I didn't stop then i went over to star tours which amazingly only had enough half an hour wait wow for what is technically the newest ride in the park not technically about it it is it is yeah i know it's a a revamp of it but um so i headed over to that um i have got some footage of that that i recorded of the queue um that's going to go up on youtube soon once i've edited it together um and now, I went on Star Tours The Adventure Continues in Florida, what, three years ago, and it actually made me feel ill. I can safely say that the Paris version doesn't make me feel as bad. Excellent. And I don't know what it is, whether it's a new ride system, they've improved it, but I definitely didn't feel as bad. There was a couple of moments where I had to shut my eyes, just that, like the transitions between the scenes. Um, were the worst bits for me, but other than that, the rest of the ride was fine. Did he still do that annoying thing? What Where the he... rebel? No, did talk in French. Yes, C three PO now speaks in French. Well, actually, C three PO used to speak in French in the original Star Tours as well. Yeah, but uh, uh, now he's the the pilot, so he uh, yes. continuously speaks in French. Um, the first. What was the first ride I got? Uh, first Not time I went on it. French. <laughs> possibly. <laughs> if you speak French droid, then possibly. Um, I got the planet that Chewbacca's from, from the prequels. Bristol. Oh, yeah. Uh, and I, I got Boba Fett on my first go. Um, which weren't the greatest couple of scenes that you could possibly ask for. Um, but I enjoyed the ride. As I said, it's it's a much better, much smoother ride um, than the one in Florida for me. Um, so I will be going on it again, I would imagine, when I go in June. 
take my little boy on it for the first time. Awesome. Um, then I headed to, uh, I went and saw the Princess show uh, on the Castle stage, the evening evening show, um, which has got all the oh. the main oh. main princesses <laughs> in it. Which is disappointing because you wanted them to have the princesses no one knows about. <laughs> well, well, yeah. Or, or, or are you doing something completely different? <laughs> no, it's, it's an evening I went into show. The, I went, I went to the Moulin Rouge. Oh. <laughs> yeah, in France, it could have been more uh, crazy horse on Moulin Rouge than uh, yeah. than Disney. Uh, but no, princesses it was, in the cough. It was all right. It wasn't the greatest show on... Well, at Disney, even... Um, but it was enjoyable. Wasted a, a little while. Um, for the bulk of the day, Big Thunder Mountain had actually been down. Um, but it came back up in the evening. Um, managed to get on that. Um, no effects on that are really good. Uh, they've upgraded it to, to what it was in California, uh, which is quite nice. Uh, again, definitely a smoother ride. Uh, it felt a bit quicker, in fact, if anything, than it was previously. Well, I mean, I argue that um, Paris's Big Thunder is the best version. Yeah, I'll agree with that definitely. So, so now they've had the effects yeah. as well. That's that's awesome. Yeah, no, it's definitely improved, and I'll I'll be going on it again as long as the queues aren't ridiculous. Um, as I said, it had had been closed for for the bulk of the day, but came back up in the evening. And then a classic. I went on uh, Phantom Manor to finish finish the evening off that first day before. I know I actually didn't see the new fireworks show. Um, yeah, I, I saw that. So, so how did you miss that? Do you know what? Just it just been such a long day. I just couldn't be bothered to wait to queue. And I know I'm going back in June. Yeah, yeah. It's different. It'll was... be quieter. Yeah, it's do you mean it was such a long day? You had a lie-in, for God's sake. Half <laughs> a job. Yeah. Well, by by that point, I'd already done, what, a 17-hour day? Oh, cry me a river. Yeah. <laughs> but, cry me a river. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but at that point, it was. I actually hadn't eaten either. Um, so... I had my dinner in the good old Earl of Sandwich. Um, nice cheap one for the first night. <laughs> and for the whole trip, to be honest, it was a, a cheap trip. So, so but I, I didn't I didn't have a sandwich. I had ribs and potato wedges. I was looking at that before. That's, that's, they, do that, they only do that in the evenings, and I think it's fairly new. Um, yeah. What was it like? Was it good? It was actually really nice. Cool. It was actually really surprising. A fair bit of meat on the old bones. Oh, I got a rather disappointing salad from there when I was there in February. Well, yeah, because you asked for salad, you donut. Of course, it's <laughs> yeah. <be> disappointing. Um, <laughs> so, as you was at Earl's Sandwich, could you see what was going on across the road? At uh, Cafe Mickey's. Mm. Um, not a lot. Um, it still looks exactly the same. They've not done anything to it at all. 
I'm sure that was open in February when we went. Yeah, it closed about three weeks ago. Oh, that's why. Yep. Yeah, and it's back open again as a normal restaurant. Without was... any characters. Yeah. Oh, I thought, I mean, I, I thought, the reason why I asked that was because I thought it was closed down. And I thought they were going to be turning it into something new. Nope. Still exactly the same restaurant with exactly the same menu. Just no characters. What's the point of that? Sorry, what? So they're charging the same price as well? I don't know. I didn't look at the price, but what? it's exactly the same menu. Damn. That's disappointing. So, Damn, Daniel. And I didn't get a chance to see the new character breakfast because Father Gardens wasn't open the next morning. They'd moved the character breakfast to the studios. And why was that, Paul? Because it was the 25th anniversary! Oh! So, so what time did you set your alarm exactly. for, Paul? Uh, I set my alarm for five o'clock. And what time did you actually get up? Half past three. <laughs> <laughs> because someone decided to check it. <laughs> yeah, someone decided to check in at three o'clock in the morning. Hoi, hoi, hoi. And was in the room next door to me. Well, no, <laughs> it was people in the room next to me, and I could hear them moving their luggage into the room. Where were they from? I don't know. I couldn't hear them talking, <sighs> but I could literally hear them banging their bags about. Oh, uh, yeah, I see. So, that wasn't bad. That's what no, we're calling bang. it. The, that's what we're calling it these days, is it? Checking in, <laughs> bagging their luggage. Yeah. Half, half hole, half, half hole. Um, I did. I probably dozed for about another hour, but then I got up. Um, the first got the glass was, to the wall. Yeah. <laughs> like that friend's hand. episode. <laughs> um, so how did you get to the park? Uh, the first bus was around six o'clock. On a scooter? On a scooter, yeah. No, I, I had kind of, because we'd spoken about it, Nick, I know that people were saying they were planning on getting there at like five o'clock in the morning. Mm. Um, but I spoke to a few other people and, and they weren't getting there that early. And they were telling you that, so you didn't get there at five o'clock? Well, I got the bus. The bus, I think, arrived at the Kyriad at about 20 past six. Um, and that got me, it only took maybe 10, 15 minutes. Um, um, but it was fine. The, the bus was fairly busy, but I got on. I'm, the Kyrie's the second stop on the bus. Um, so it wasn't too bad. It, a few more people piled on at the next couple, but it only took 10, 15 minutes, even with the stops. So I was there by just after half past six. Um, at that point, we we walked over to the first security checkpoint and I would say maybe three, four hundred people in front of me. Okay. So it wasn't too bad, but then that wasn't taken into account the people that were coming out of the hotels. Um, they'd been, obviously, let in at their security checkpoints and were waiting at the gates to the park right. inside. So how many people were there, I don't know. Um, eventually they started bag check maybe 20 past 7 so I waited about an hour before they let us in um, which wasn't too bad bag check was fairly quick though we were in fairly quickly through bag check um, 
So that was no issues at all. Um, headed straight to the entrance. Um, as I said, there was people already waiting that had come out of the hotels. Uh, we waited there half an hour. Um, luckily, I could pick up Wi-Fi there from the Disneyland Hotel, hmm. um, which was quite good. So I wasn't using any of my uh, my data <laughs> while I was under there. Um, so as I said, they, they eventually opened the gates at dead on 8 o'clock, which was when they were meant to be opening. Uh, we slowly fed through, got through the gates, had a quick look around to see whether they'd added anything else, and I looked up, and there should be someone that we all know on this podcast, Mr. Justin Scard. Um, had a quick word with him, uh, a quick fun one, uh, took a photo with him, spoke to his girlfriend, Ali, also bumped into Geordie from DLRP Fans, uh, from YouTube as well. Had a quick word with him, uh, and then made my way into the park. Um, Main Street was already filling up very quickly. Um, as we went in, they were giving away 25th anniversary pin badges. Huge, great big things they are. Uh, about as big as my hand. Um, you do have small hands, though. You've got Trump-like hands. Yeah, quite clearly. But no, they that, compared to the normal pins that they give away, these things were huge. Yeah. Um, lady hands lady hands yeah um, so Main Street was filling up fairly quickly I thought I'd found a spot um, as you come off Main Street into the into town square as you go into the one of the, the arcades there was like an empty spot there but they were actually moving people on um, from there um, saying that you wouldn't see anything there well quite clearly that's the exit for all parades so you could see things. They just wanted to move people on from there early on before another load of people came in. Uh, they wanted to fill the far end of the park up, um, which ended up being a good thing. Um, I made my way down to where the castle stage is, uh, where the, the normal shows are, um, the 25th, and found a, a little spot there between the stage and the kind of the castle there um and i was maybe five people back um did, not did you have a better a better view than justin scarred uh i was probably closer than justin was yeah yeah he was away away wasn't he yeah i think he he did quite a bit of filming before he actually made his way down yeah um i think he filmed all his stuff kind of in that first couple of hours before the the show started um, so I was, yeah, I was fairly close. I couldn't really see the castle from where I was because I was so close to it. Um, but I was right in front of the stage in the hub, um, which ended up being absolutely perfect. Um, because that's where all the show was. Well, you, uh, you say absolutely perfect, but, um, I mean, I think me and Craig, we got a pretty decent view, wouldn't you say? Yeah. Well, yeah, you did from your from your office desk and your your home. <laughs> yeah, I I couldn't believe that it was streaming live on YouTube. It was absolutely phenomenal. It's not the only thing that was streaming, Craig, was it? No. So were your eyes, son. Oh, I I think it was an allergic reaction to just happiness. <laughs> but I mean, the thing is, as as and it was amazing. Uh, me and Craig. 
were talking about this, um, and we were saying it's probably the best Disney parade we've ever seen at any park. Um, so that was us watching it from a from afar, a bit with zoomed in camera shots. What was it like being there? The atmosphere was just unbelievable. And when the when the characters first came out, we thought, "Oh, wonderful!" There's the the main gang. Um, now it'll be a few speeches, and that'll be it. Um, no, it wasn't. Then they started rolling out the characters from each land, which was ridiculous in its own sense that they'd got enough characters to fill these groups for each for each land of the park. Um, so, say you had Adventureland, saw Tarzan and Jane, and Discoveryland was Stitch, and well, multiple different characters from Lilo and Stitch, all the different all the different aliens and and things like that, uh, and lost from uh, Atlantis and and things like that. Which Treasure was, Planet as well. Treasure Planet, Planet, yeah. yeah. Um, then you get to the end of that, and then they bring out all the rare characters. We have to talk about one particular character, though, don't we? Do we can we talk about her right at the end? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I'm ready for it. I'm not drunk enough for it yet. <laughs> oh, no, go yeah. on. We'll talk, we'll talk about it now. Yeah, let, let's talk about Jessica Rabbit. Oh, oh yeah. Shit. Hubba, hubba. <laughs> oh, no. oh, God, oh, no. no. <laughs> oh, my God. Do you know what it reminded me of, Paul, right? Did you did you see, or do you remember that um, Ikea advert from a couple of years ago where the kids' ca- the kids toys all came to life and they were yeah. life-size and there was, like, a, a child's doll? Yeah. And that was walking around with this, like, completely blank expression on its face. A bit like Big Baby out of Toy Story 3. That was Jessica Rabbit. Yeah, but she had a good rack on it. Oh, yeah, yeah, all right, Craig. Body like Baywatch, face like Crime Watch. I know what you're saying, but I know you'll now you'll probably find out it was a man. Of course it was. Oh I thought, God! I with those hips. Um, I mean, it was good that they brought. I mean, and I mean, the thing is, you know, I there were characters I'd never seen. Yeah, that was the thing. That's how rare some of the characters were. I mean, um, I think it's Pleakley from Lilo and Stitch was in Drake. Yeah. Which happens in the film. Yeah. <laughs> so it made sense, but I've never seen that character like that. Um, I don't think, other than maybe when the film first came out, I've ever seen characters from Treasure Planet or Atlantis. Um, Meet the Robinsons. Chicken Little, Rob- Meet the Robinsons, yeah. Yeah, Robin Hood. Yeah. yeah well, I mean, Robin Hood I've, I've seen uh, about, but again, very rare. Um and of course, uh, the, one of the probably the rarest of them all, from Paris's point of view, was Oswald. Yep. I don't think Oswald he's ever died. made an appearance in Paris, before, is he? No, I think that's his first first appearance outside California. Yeah. Oh well, no, he's at Tokyo as well, isn't he? Oh yes. Yeah. Did but... Did you get anything in your eyes, Paul? Yes. Um, yes, there was smoke. There Lots was of some, smoke because uh... there's smokers everywhere. Yeah, there was there was some sweat coming from my eyes. <laughs> I had I had rain coming out of my eyes. <laughs> so rain. yeah, and then then obviously the speech from Catherine Powell, our friend Catherine Powell, friend of the show. Yeah, Listener, Catherine Powell. Yeah, um, which was lovely. 
bit surprised that Bob Iger didn't make an appearance, um, though I am led to believe that he was there, um, but didn't didn't take part in any of the festivities. He probably didn't want to do an Iceland. <laughs> I think he's keeping a low profile. Well, because of the the deal. Yeah, we'll, we'll come to that in the news, but um, yeah, I mean, I, I I think I mean you could be right with that, but I also think as well. You know, if you go back and watch um, Michael Eisner at the opening of Disneyland Paris and his attempt, his very poor attempt at doing French, considering how long yeah. he had to prepare for, um, yeah, it's not very good. Whilst, um, you know, Catherine was, was fantastic. You know, switching yeah. like that. Um, I mean, I, I, I can't say exactly how good a French accent was, but from someone who doesn't really speak the language other than a few words... She sounded very good, uh, oh, yeah. Trivion. Um, but you know the way she just flitted between the two. Clearly, someone who is is bilingual and was kind of perfect, perfect for the role, um, and perfect to be doing that that kind of uh, speech. And then obviously we had the uh, the little bike things mm. come back up Main Street with the the main characters, and they're they're one off. Costumes just Costume for the day. Costume change, yeah. Yeah, uh, they were just for the for the one day. They won't be worn again. And Max Goof was there, wasn't he? The whole time. Yes, he's he's actually a major part of the celebrations. Oh, is he really? Yeah, there's yeah. meet and greets with him. Uh, he swaps out with Goofy. Cool. Um, he's part of the the Mickey Mouse uh, celebration on the castle stage. And who's, um, the, who's the chipmunk? Clarice. Hello, Clarice. <laughs> yeah, it is a bit like that. She is a little bit freaky as well. Um, she's no Jessica Rabbit. <laughs> no, no, she isn't. But uh, yeah, she's 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 become really popular in Paris. I don't know why. Oh. Um, she tends to be around with Chip and Dale or Tick and Tack. Tick and Tack, yeah. Indeed. Tick and Tack and Dingo. Um, one character who I didn't see... And I don't know if he was there, and he just didn't. We, we didn't see him or not. But was Moss Superlamy there at all? No. That's an odd one because I don't know. I don't know who else knows. Paul obviously remembers who Moss Superlamy is, but Moss Superlamy was a cartoon in what the, the early nineties. It was yeah. part of like a Disney multi-cartoon thing, so it was like all small. All shorts, wasn't it? And yeah. it was like about three or four different characters. And but my Super Army's not a Disney creation. I think he's either French or Belgian. But Disney got the right a bit like Winnie the Pooh, Disney got the rights to him. So I thought that would be someone that you thought would have made an appearance. But yeah. uh okay, interesting. And talking about the the animated T V series, obviously there was Darkwing Duck and Launchpad McQuack. Yes. Was there as well. Yes. Um, strange that there was no Scrooge McDuck, though. Especially as, I mean, I've met him in the parks. Yeah. I met him in Disneyland Paris, so he's definitely, they, they definitely had him. Yeah. But, uh, but no, but no, I mean, I think it's lovely that they, they did such a big celebration. I mean, it was a much higher point than... The 20th anniversary celebrations. I mean, I can barely remember the 20th anniversary. 
20th yeah. anniversary celebrations, they just didn't seem to make a big deal like they did with this one. Um, right. And, uh, you know, maybe it's a sign of, you know, do you think they may have done it as a bit of a calling card? I think possibly, yeah. Like, I think this, this is was what a, we can do. Yeah, I think this was a, a thing to come out and go, look, if we can do this now, what do you think we can do when we've got the full back in? Yeah. Of the company? Yeah. So, no, it was definitely, that was definitely worth it. And as I said, I was about five back. I've got some good photos from that, but the, the second bit was even better, which I don't think was broadcast on YouTube, was it? Uh, no, it ended not long after the bikes, really. Yeah, well, this this wasn't until the afternoon. Um, I went off, I did Star Tours again. Um, I got a couple of different different bits. I got the pod racing this time. My pod don't. Um, <laughs> well, that actually works, though. Yeah, it works really well. I know, but it just reminds um, me of the, the prequels. So. Yeah, sadly, it was ended by the worst bit of the prequels. I got no! Yeah, yeah. So that was definitely that was the downside of Star Tours. I like the that. prequels. I don't know if it's just me or not. No, no, he's just you. We've had it But yeah, um, but no. Again, very enjoyable. I actually uh, I tried the Jedi Burger. Oh, you've um, got the taken away the the Vader Burger, haven't I? Yeah. And yeah. they've got a 25th anniversary burger in every place? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Is it the same as what I had in the net? No. Possibly, yeah. I had oh, the no. Jedi Burger and it was red. Oh. No. Something different. I thought I was having a freaking hemorrhage out my ass the next morning. That's what happened with the Black Bar. Well, I don't know about the Disneyland Paris version, but when Burger King did a Black Bar a few years ago, that's the that was the aftermath. I thought it'd come on. Um, but I also I had the the Yoda cupcake Mm. which is the the heaviest cupcake I've ever had okay right do you go to Asda and you buy a pack of 10 add an egg and water yeah that's what that cupcake is it literally felt like I'd picked up a rock that's the cream. The cupcake underneath is a cupcake from Asda. <laughs> Other supermarket brands of cupcakes are available. Um, so I've not had the Star Wars stuff. So is it nice? Was burger? Yeah, nice? it was. Yeah, yeah. yeah it, it's your usual theme park fare, but yeah, it was nice enough. Mm-hmm. Um, so as I said, I went and did. I did Star Tours. Uh, then it was time for the, the second bit of the uh, the anniversary. Uh, and this was actually all those characters doing the parade route. Um, I managed to sneak my way into the front row of the parade. She was sent to be a four-year-old child again, Paul. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, we won't mention any names of people that don't like that. Um but yeah, front row and all those rare characters then paraded up and down the route. Um, and I managed to get some really great photos, including the aforementioned Oswald waving to me. Oh man, I oh. love Oswald so much. 
How long did that trade uh, last? It must have been a bloody long parade for the afternoon. It was. It was about forty-five minutes. Jeez. Yeah. Altogether, um, I'm now suffering for it. Uh, my <laughs> the skin is peeling off my face. Um, it was rather warm. Did you open up the uh, arc? <laughs> yeah. Um, but I was I was actually positioned right in front of the again the castle stage. Um, so kind of some of my photos have also got the castle behind it. So it's, some of my photos have come out really, really well. Um, so a few of them of the characters actually looking straight at me, um, which I was very happy about. Did so, you get any moments of uh, weeping for the parade? Yes. Yes. Definitely. Yeah. Um, there was a few characters that they had the whole, well, Five of the big Hero Six characters, which my son absolutely loves, Big Hero Six, mm. um, and he would have absolutely loved seeing those characters. Um, we've since watched it since I've been home, and he's seen the photos, and he's like, "Woo!" Every time he sees them, um, <laughs> there were so many characters that he would have loved. So it was kind of, kind of as well thinking about if I'd have taken him. I don't think he would have coped with it, even if I had have taken him. Um, this time, the thing is. Just, the time of the thirtieth day, do you know what I mean? Like he'll be, yeah. you know, a much better race. So mine, yeah. like I, I mean, they love watching on telly, but I looked at those crowds. I thought there was no way I would yeah. like to be there with the kids. No, certainly I, I couldn't have taken him, but it was kind of, kind of that thought as well, kind of got to me as well, and like, just the whole thing. Some of those characters that I never thought I'd see. Mm. Um. So yeah, the the parade, the parade was. For me, probably better than the show itself, because you got a you got a better view of each character, I think, and they were kind of interacting with people as well um, yeah. along the route, which which was quite nice. So, so yeah, and then that, I didn't really have much time after that um, to think about anything else. I kind of had to go and pick my bag up before before it was time to come home. Oh, uh, very short and sweet, but at yeah. the same time, I mean, probably a visit to the park that you will not be forgetting anytime soon. No, at the same I certainly time. won't be. Yeah, and I certainly won't be. And and I actually can't wait for some of the more, some more of the anniversaries to pop up around around the world. Mentioning that, it's the thirty fourth anniversary today for Tokyo Disneyland as well. Wow, yeah. that? Yeah. yeah. They've just announced their, their 35th celebrations, I believe. Wow. Let me know when Shanghai's doing their fifth. That's where I'll be going. Yeah. Not from Shanghai. Um, so, I mean, other than the people that you uh, you mentioned, the, the famous people that you you, you mentioned, uh, did you bump into any listeners? Uh, not really, not. Not anyway, the right I answer, Paul. I should have briefed you before we started no, the show. I know. Hundreds and thousands. I should have, and we've talked about it, that I went without badgers. Badgers? Oh, yeah, we forgot. Yeah. Sacre bleu. We're rectifying well, uh, next week, though. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Other than, obviously, Justin, who listens, quite clearly. Um, he, he loved one of our tweets the other day. Yeah, he, so. li- he liked a couple of them, I believe. So, uh, yeah, bless him. Yeah, our, our famous listener. 
podcast to have a few words from our sponsors. Yeah, we do. Yeah. The the very beautiful looking Wendy Presser. Is she is she on your um, to do list? Like if you meet her in real life, you're allowed to. She's um, you know when you open the wallet. Yeah. She, she's the picture in my wallet. I get you. I get you. But other than our lust uh, for Wendy, um, her and her magical journeys are there to help you plan your next Disney vacation. So whether that's a Disney cruise or a trip to Disney World, Wendy can help you by getting your reservations at midnight, getting those all-important Be Our Guest dining reservations or meet and greets with Anna and Elsa. And uh, I think if you quote this podcast, Craig, get a bit of a discount on your uh, deposit, don't you? Yeah, yeah, $25 off, yeah. There you go. So, next time you want to book a holiday, give Wendy at Magical Journey Travels a little tinkle at WPMagicJourneys.com or on Twitter at WPMagicJourneys. God bless Wendy and all that sail in it. We also have a special offer for listeners of Disaster Dark. Our friends at Kingswood Travel have an amazing deal on 14-day Disney World tickets. The standard cost of these tickets is £384 for an adult and £364 for children. However, if you mention Diz After Dark, you can get an extra £35 off these prices, meaning adult tickets are £349 and children £329 respectively. Please email ali at kenwoodtravel.co.uk That's A-L-I at kenwoodtravel.co.uk and use the code DizAfterDark. And finally, just a couple of uh, quick shout-outs. So, Brian Turner, sorry we missed you earlier. We'd finished recording when we got your message. So, uh, keep on trucking, and thank you for listening and enjoy the show. Uh, and also, congratulations to Lewis Sutton, um, a former guest of the show who has now visited every Disney theme park around the world. Um, Tokyo Disney Sea was his last destination on that journey, and he made it there today, just after his birthday. So, uh, well done, a great achievement, and we hope to have you on the show soon to talk about it, and hope that you and Kat enjoy the rest of your holiday. And uh, with that, we'll get back to the show. Well, but, yeah. s- speaking uh, speaking about that, we uh, well, actually, it was it was Craig, wasn't it, who put a, a notice out today, this evening, about uh, people interacting with the show. Yeah. I did, yeah. And we actually, un- unusually for us, we got a lot of responses. Everyone must have shit the bed. <laughs> so, uh, Craig, <laughs> do, do you want to run through these? Do you want me to run through these? Do you both run through these? What do you want to do? Yeah, you do the first one while I just pull it off. Hey, pull it off. <laughs> oh, God, Craig, pull it one off. <laughs> oh, I can't find it now. Where was it? 22 <laughs> comments. That's what I mean. Like, this one I'm talking about is a lot. It's a lot. And it's in our secret group as well, actually. I didn't realise that. Yeah, they've put it out of the secret army because the secret oh. army have been neglected of late. They have. They have. If you're, so we'll give you another another go on this one. So if you want to listen, so if you want to join the special uh, members-only Facebook group that we have, we have a, a public Facebook group that a lot of you are on, but we've got, I'd say about 10% of our people in the official group and not in the secret group. So you've got to search for Unofficial After Dark Podcast Network Army. You type that in, 
into Facebook, you'll find it. Um, yeah, so, so to do that. Um, so the first one is to one of our Geordie friends. Actually, our only Geordie friend, because Lee doesn't like me. Um, but Mr. Gary Slater, who wants a shout-out to the fuzzy-bearded Geordie Whopper. I think he actually wants a shout-out there to Lee, but <laughs> I don't know where the hair is. <laughs> yeah, it's true. He hasn't got a fuzzy beard either, has he? Uh, Peter T, who is on his fifth 12-hour night shift in a week to pay for his September visit. And it ain't driving trains, he says. What's he implying there? That you get good money for driving a train. Well, I think maybe, he gets, maybe he gets good money for not driving a train. He probably doesn't. Even I wanted to become a train driver, and I, <laughs> I failed that one. Um, some some bloke called Ab, Ad, Adam Sultana. Sultana. Yeah. Yeah. Welcome to the Thunderdome, bitch. Well, we'll come to him in a minute. And now... Somebody who is like me, a lord. Lord, lord Luke Rowe. Luke Rowe, yeah. yeah. Uh, he went to Harry Potter today and recommended it. We've talked about Harry Potter. Did we talk about I think we talked about Universal last night, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. Tour. But yeah, we're all big big fans of that now. What's Kevin Curtis Allen drinking there? A Yachtsman Owl. From the Isle of Wight. That's right. Yeah. Shout out for the Southerners drinking. Brian Rose, Stephen Lidd and... Jed Penner, who said he wants a shout to all us poor, all us poor Floridians who never get over to the UK to enjoy all the fun. But I did ride Hulk for my lunch break today. Well, see, that's that's, the, a... that's the thing, right? You can't turn around going, "Oh, us poor poor Floridians not coming to the UK," when your lunch break you're going on bloody Hulk. Freaking pain in the ass. Jesus. But you know, not that we're jealous or anything. <laughs> um, right, so we've done our shout outs. There's a few bits of, of news that I, I think we wanted to discuss. <coughs> and Paul, you kind of alluded to one there, what we, we both did when talking about the, the lack of Iger uh, yeah. at the, at the, uh, the ceremony. Um, so I, I don't think it's a, a news story as such, but there has been a report that one of the larger uh, shareholders in Disneyland Paris is not happy with the current deal on the table. Yes, but it's the um, the financial investment group that questioned the selling of the shares in the first place, um, what, six months ago, maybe? Right, um, the same people, okay. Yeah, that have now come out and said they don't believe that the the share offer is fair to shareholders, and that they want to increase the price to two euros fifty a share. So they're talking about a fifty percent increase on that share price. Now, I didn't realise it was as much as that, but um, or sorry, as little as that. But the actual price they offered of two euros a share. Or, or what they said they want to offer was sixty-seven percent higher than it had been at the close of trading the day before. Now, these Paris shares are obviously completely stagnated at the moment, so they are still stuck at two euros. So they're looking at another fifty percent increase. Do you think they'll fight that one, or do you think they'll go? That's that's reasonable enough. Well, I think they'll make the the first offer at what they've already said. 
and see how many people take it. I think they've got enough time that they can make that first offer that they've already said they're going to and see how many people take that. Mm. And then if they need to, they will increase the offer. Interesting. I can't see that they're going to change their mind at this point. No. No, that's, that's interesting, actually. Yeah. I mean, I mean no rush to sell my shares because, you know, the thing is, if they're successful, they'll buy them out for me anyway. But, um, yeah, that's, that's interesting. I think within days of being the uh, the main shareholder, they're going to announce a third park. I'm just putting that out there. Well, That'll be all right. It was, it's always been on, you know, we discussed it before, it was always in the plans that they was, there was supposed to be a third gate, I think, by 2022, I think. So, yeah, it's possible. I don't know what's happened to Village Natures or whatever it's called, but that was supposed to be open this summer, but I've not heard anything about that. As far as I'm aware, it's still opening. Yeah, I've not, I've not heard it. Not, I've not heard it's been delayed, but at the same time, no. we'd have thought with it supposed to be opening up fairly soon, we'd have heard more about it than what's out there at the moment. Yeah. So that's uh, a bit odd. But saying that, they still haven't announced uh, the Run Disney packages, have they? Uh, sorry, not the, the packages. The, the bibs, yeah. Yeah, so you still can't buy those without buying a package, and that was supposed to be yeah. spring. Um, all right, we're in spring, but, you know, it's getting nearer to summer now. Yeah, I believe it's the end of May, early June now. Wow. It's going to be quite late. They are apparently at uh, the London Marathon Expo this weekend. I think, I think they didn't do that last year as well. Yeah. I think they attended that. I think... Yeah. I think they've got Paula Radcliffe attending this year. Oh, they better put some plastic sheets down. She didn't Ooh. do anything at the half marathon, as no. far as I'm aware. No, it's because it's a half marathon. It's half, it's half the length of a normal marathon. Yeah. yeah. Or as the Americans would call it, Snickers. <laughs> Straight from the 80s, right there. Adam's still tired, I'll get that, because he's that old. <laughs> no, I think it's always been Snickers over there. Them and their poor, their poor names of, uh, of food substances. Um, so that that's quite a biggie. Um, was there any any other stories that uh, anyone else wanted to bring to the table? I'll bring one to the table. I never bring anything to the table unless anyone else wants to, but I'm going to do it anyway. I've got this off WDW News today. Uh, the the poor man's Lumongello. Uh, Mr. Tom Corliss. Hi, <laughs> <laughs> Tom. All right, Tom. Sorry, mate. Um, and this is breaking Creighton Disney Star Wars Starship Luxury Resort and experience attached to Hollywood Studios. And basically, for what I can believe, it's a two-day experience. You're not just staying in the hotel you are immersed in a Star Wars story as much as you want to be. So you can just be an observer in a story that's going on, or you can take part. And from what I can gather is, it's basically they're going to entwine you with the Jedi Academy and the new Millennium Falcon ride, but it's all going to be done in an artistic, theatrical way interacting with the characters, all your food and dining is included. 
Um, the price is the talking. It, again, this is all rumor. The price the talking is nine hundred to a thousand dollars per guest. I mean, there's a, that's a big difference in cost, isn't it? Nine hundred to a thousand dollars. You know, which way would it fall? Which way? You know, that that could be the tipping point for people uh, about wanting to go. Um, but Paul, I mean, you you obviously saw this earlier on first, probably. Um, yeah. I, I looked at it once you kind of shared the link with us all, but I I don't know how I feel about it. I mean, as a Star Wars fan, I should be elated, but I think it sounds an awful lot of money for what it is. I, I definitely think it's a, a lot of money. If you've got that spare money and you're a Star Wars fan, you're going to do it, aren't you? I mean, think, I mean let, let's break down. So, I mean, as, as Craig said, this is, I think, was it a survey that was sent out? Just a survey at the moment, yeah. But, I mean, they, they included images, you know, artists' impressions and, and, and itinerary it, yeah. of what it's going to contain. Um, but, to me, for the cost of £1,000 a guest, and it said that as well, it didn't say that, you know, you know, £1,000 for adults, £500 for children or whatever. You know, let's, let's call it £1,000 a person. You'd be looking at a family of four, four grand... For a two-day experience, of which you get a afternoon in Hollywood Studios to go on the attractions. Everything else is within this resort. You get all the meals, which is buffet breakfast, lunches, and signature evening meals. You get featured entertainment and dinner shows, exclusive park admission to Star Wars themed land at Walt Disney World. Star Wars Starship amenities, including the pool area, which you never see in any of the films, the water garden, fitness area, onboard cantina, and robotic droid butlers. That's what I was going to say. I want my breakfast served in bed by C3PO. <laughs> yeah. Except to me, I mean, I get what they do. I want main. But... So cool. I was just going to say, I want Slave Girl Leia to serve me in ah, Oh, God. Damn right. <laughs> Zombie Leia. It was just new, yeah. Oh, too tsunami. But too soon. <laughs> surely, like, it's, like, if you read it, does it not sound like one of the cruises? Yeah. Yeah, it does, yeah. You know, a two night thing, all inclusive, you're kind of stuck where you are. It sounds like a cruise ship. Why don't I just turn it into a Star Wars themed cruise? And I've done with it. And I can I turn honestly... it cast, you know, cast away key into Tatooine or something. Yeah. I, I do wonder how long the whole experience thing would last. Hmm. I wonder whether it might be like a a special thing for a year and then it just becomes a hotel after that. I just I don't just don't think it's sustainable. No, not as a not as a hotel, because no. like you say, I mean, it's not that it doesn't have the fan base; it does. But you're talking for that two day experience, almost the same cost of going out for two weeks. Well, but how does that compare to say a deluxe? So it's five hundred dollars a night, isn't it, roughly? Oh, it's fairly cheap compared to 
to some of the deluxe, depending on what type of room you want. So I mean, if it if it is a if it is a high end resort like a deluxe, five hundred dollars a night isn't isn't that unrealistic, is it? And yeah, and then they'll always have uh, you know deals on and stuff like that. I, there's a lot of people at the moment getting offended by things that Walt Disney World's doing. So when they put the cabanas out in Tomorrowland, people were outraged and offended. For me, if I was a, a Walt Disney World local and my daughter was uh, having a 13th, 14th birthday, I'd quite happily pay for her to have an experience in a cabana with all of her friends. I don't think many people that live in Florida have that kind of money. Well, okay, whatever. If I'm local to the parks, America, whatever, I would, and that was an option for her birthday, I would pay. So I think, I but, think though, you know, going back to cabanas. Well, first, there's two things. First of all, we now live in a in a day and age where everyone is shocked and offended by everything. Yeah. That's number one. Thanks, millennials. But secondly, with the cabanas. That was, you know, my understanding of that more than anything else was that it just took away from the theming. Well, um, potentially, but it was a trial. So the next thing that's just breaking, which is breaking news as well, the last week or so, is the talking about opening. Um, <coughs> what's what's Walt Disney's special Club Thirty Three, Club Thirty Three mm, lounges, yeah. four of them. Four of them, and uh, people are, are outraged again that it's going to be potentially. I, I I'm making it up. I can't remember, but fifteen thousand dollars to join it, and then an annual fee of fifteen thousand dollars, whatever. And people are outraged and offended, and I just don't get it. Again, if I've just won the Euro lottery and I've got hundred million pounds at my disposal, I'll go and be a member of that if I want. I, I don't care. With the exchange rate, with the exchange rate, you still wouldn't be able to afford it, Craig. Uh, we bounce, we bounce <laughs> up against dollar today, up twenty. We did a points. bit, yeah, we yeah. did. Yeah. Um, no, I know, I know you're, I know what you mean, but I think the, I, I don't think you could be offended or you know upset at Disney making a buck on exclusive uh, events or exclusive amenities because that's just for people that can afford it. Exactly. If they're doing that to the parks, and I think this is the this is everyone's fear, is that year on year, trips to Disney World are becoming more and more expensive because they're trying to make it a more deluxe thing. We're seeing it in Paris, the annual passes, although arguably that's actually for for decent reasons. But I think what people are concerned about is how long is a Disney holiday going to be affordable. No one should be offended if they want to do a Club Thirty Three for people that can afford it because. As you say, it's an exclusive club, you know, it's all nice, you know, it's, it's a separate thing. I think people should only really start getting up, that upset and offended if, you know, your trip to Disney World now, staying at a, a Pop Century style resort, was going to cost you £15,000 rather than £5,000, for example. But they they play tunes with that, don't they? I mean, they, you know, they monitor park attendance, they monitor how much how much revenue they're getting in per guest, etc. So, you know, they will keep adding experiences and well, jacking up the price, essentially, until they get to the point where it starts to tip the other way and then 
and then they can cut back on it. They can, you know, not have a price increase or have promotions and things like that. So it is about supply and demand. And so long as people are willing to go, um, they'll, they'll try and figure out how they can uh, <coughs> increase their profits. I mean, we're paying again this year to go to the Pirates um, firework parade thing where you go out on the lagoon and you watch the parade, the fireworks, and you get a dessert. We're also paying for the Star Wars dessert party. This is all upselling. And me and Nick were talking today, and all that stuff that they're putting out at the Star Wars dessert party is stuff that was going in the bin anyway. <laughs> yeah. Mm. That's being out on display at the all-you-can-eat buffets all day uh, and in the hotels and whatnot and was waste. And somebody's had this idea for these dessert parties. The Wishes dessert party is exactly the same. It's all beautiful food, but it's being... It's not freshly made for that dessert party. It's all leftovers. Allegedly. We just say allegedly just in case we get Bob Iger's legal team involved. <laughs> but, but, you yeah. know... Probably yeah, the views of make... the views of Craig Lucas and Nick Branch. <laughs> no, I'm just Craig. I, I'm do not, not being Craig. <laughs> do not necessarily represent the two poles. That's what I Disney. would do if it was me. I'm not saying Disney are doing that, but yeah. it's genius. It's just upselling, and mm-hmm. people walk past that wishes dessert party. They go, "Oh, what are they doing?" And it doesn't detract from their day. This hotel, this Walt Disney, uh, this um, Star Wars hotel, we probably can't afford it, none of us. But people can afford it and people will go. And if them going helps us have a, a, keep our costs down for park admission and whatnot, then so be it. That's it. I've got no problem with this thing at all. You know, whilst I'm turning around saying an awful lot of money, that doesn't mean to say they shouldn't do it. It doesn't mean to say... Um, their pricing's all wrong. It's probably spot on. Uh, if you get mm. all that stuff, it, you know it will cost a lot of money. Um, but it's just you know I would not. I would or I'd very uh, find it very hard to justify spending that kind of dollar um, on that experience. But I, I have no problem with them doing it at all. As long as Someone like, now. Land, I don't care. The, the thing is, though, if they opened a hotel that was you know, themed like a starship and it looked fantastic and it you know, it's gonna have a restaurant in it, it's probably gonna have a bar in it. So even if you can't afford to stay there, you you're probably gonna to wanna to go and eat in the restaurant, get your picture taken, buy a souvenir, you know. Can you still imagine make money on it. If someone buys the rights up again to Star mm-hmm. Trek, I know it was in Universal back in the day, I don't know who can do it now. But imagine putting that very same experience onto the Starship Enterprise. Well, I did that in Vegas. It didn't last very long. Well, that, that's <laughs> the wrong. That's the wrong place. No, for of course, that. of course it is. Um, no, I mean it's a it's a Paramount property. Universal had the rights to do the attraction they did there, um, but Paramount own it. Allegedly, it's one of the things that should be coming to that Paramount Park if it ever gets around to being built in Kent. There won't um, be any toilets in it, though. There will not be. There'll be lots of whoosh, doors. Yeah. Um, but but yeah, no. So I mean, I, I've I've yeah, I, I, you know, I've got no problem with it. So I think it you know could be good. Um, and also as well, let's be honest. You know, I talk about how much it is. So let's say that 
uh, well I say it was, it was, it was two grand a person, two dollars. So you're looking at a uh, family for eight grand, right? Awful lot of money. But if you really want to do it that badly, you'll just save up longer. Yeah. You won't be able to go to Florida two years in a row or whatever, but you know, you save up for three years or four years, you'll be able to have your Florida holiday and that as well. It's a once in a lifetime thing, you know, so. I'm going to be staying at Golden Oaks anyway. <laughs> With Carl from it's, Up. It's too cheap. Isn't that so where fo- the Golden Girls were? No, no. Golden Oaks so, is the Disney retirement village, isn't it? No, it's, yeah. well, it's, it's, it's a Four Seasons. The Four Seasons Resort is also going to be selling private residences mm-hmm. and joining Golden Oaks. And they're going on sale starting at, starting at $5 million. Bargain, bargain. It says you get access to a five-acre water park, in-home spa services, additionally a second kitchen designed for catering services will be built into the home so that Four Seasons Catering will have facilities to accommodate any bookings made by residents. So in other words, they'll come in and cater your your barbie. They'll come Um, in and heat up your microwave meal. That's it. They bring they bring leftovers from the dessert party. So that's like <laughs> the second leftovers. That's, yeah, it's like leftovers squared, and um, cut your steaks up for you. Allegedly, allegedly. allegedly. <laughs> I don't want to put it for that money. And then uh, none of it comes cheap. The homeowners association fee is twenty four thousand five hundred dollars. Well, twenty four thousand five hundred fourteen dollars. So you really need that fourteen dollars as well. Uh, um, We're all yeah, so that's that's the way to go. Never mind nine hundred dollars a night. That's cheap. Jesus. Um, so I suppose talking about Star Wars, it'd be wrong for us to not talk about certain things that happen at Star Wars celebrations. So we'll start with probably the biggest thing to come out of it. Um, has everybody now seen the trailer for the Last Jedi? Yeah. Yo. Yeah. Raised more questions than it answered. Um, somebody, I don't know if anyone's seen it, but somebody's done a shot by shot comparison of the Force Awakens and the Last Jedi's first trailers, and it's actually quite surprising how similar the imagery is all the way through it. Very, very strange. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, me and Paul talked about it. We were uh, P-dubs. We were both quite underwhelmed when we yeah. watched it. I've seen it a couple of times since then. Um, the thing is, I'm such a fan, they could have like put a piece of shit on a stick and waved it around for two minutes with some music and I'd probably go, yeah, I want to go and see that. Um, on a lightsaber. On a lightsaber, even better. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I didn't see a trailer and think, I need to go down and see this film immediately. Like, when I saw the trailer for Guardians Volume 2, I was like, that looks amazing. I need to see this now. I was kind of left with, I can't wait to see it. I want to see it. But there was nothing I saw in the trailer that really uh, got me excited in the way that the Force Awakens trailer did. I, I mean, the thing is, I think it's a different vibe. It's a totally different film. Um, the Force Awakens was very much fan service. Um, and, you know, that was clear with, you know, who they showed in the trailers with that film as well. So, you know, they're obviously going for a different atmosphere, but uh, Craig, Mr. Day, what did you make of the trailer? 
Standing into silence. <laughs> I think. Very good. You lost them? I don't know. It's all gone quiet. Well, I thought it was good. You thought it was good? Okay, fair enough. I thought it was good. Yeah. It made, I mean, it's a, you're, you're right, it's a first teaser trailer. And I guess for the last movie, episode, now to think about that, episode eight, um, for the last one, then um, I thought the trailers got better as they went on. So I'm sure this will be the same. Yeah. They'll reveal a little bit more and a little yeah. bit more and yeah. get you hooked. Yeah, and I don't need to see, you know, I don't need to see too much. That's what, that's what I'm saying. You, 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 at the same time, you don't. But, um, yeah, I, you know, I'm still excited to go and see it, but I just didn't think the trailer was uh, as exciting as I'd liked it to have been, really. But, um, so there's that. And also, they announced uh, during the, the celebration weekend that Star Wars Rebels is coming to an end. After four no, seasons. I'm... Yeah, I haven't seen that. I haven't really watched that. Paul, you'll watch that at the moment, aren't you? Yeah, I'd seen the first season when it it first came around. Uh, mm. I've just started watching the second season. I've enjoyed what I've seen. Mm. Um, and obviously it, it tied in kind of to Rogue One as well. There were some little nods to the Rebels uh, in Rogue One. So. That's right, yeah. yeah. And I think... Um, yeah, cause I've only seen bits and pieces, but I'm going to catch up with Star Wars Rebels. Um, but I wonder what they'll do, because, I mean, the thing is, they've been doing this with the the Marvel series for quite a while now, haven't they, where they've been... Um, where they're... Um, they've kind of, they kind of reboot things. So they had, like, uh, Avengers Assemble, wasn't it? Yeah. And then it was Avengers Ultron something or other, and now it's Avengers Reassembled, I think. Yeah, and Spider Man has changed a few times as well. So I wonder if they're going to do the same thing with Star Wars. It's possible because they they kind of this is kind of a follow on to the Clone Wars, isn't it? Yeah, and they've even carried over some of the characters mm. um, from Clone Wars. So it wouldn't surprise me, though. There has been talk that uh, the executive producer on Clone Wars and Rebels, Dave Filoni, might possibly get a live action. Go. Really? One of the one of the spin-offs, yeah. Well, I suppose it I'm makes po- sense. I'm possibly thinking that it might be the rumoured Obi Wan film because it would fit right in his realm, having yeah. actually used Obi Wan in in both shows. I um, would love to see that film. He's back. I, look, I went and pulled myself an old Putney. Sorry. <laughs> old Putney. A 12-year single malt, old Putney. Oh, it's like, oh, amber nectar. And they talked a little bit as well about uh, the Star Wars land. Um, not too many details, but I think one of the more telling things, which has also kind of divided people, is that your choices whilst you're there will determine your experience. That's phenomenal. I think it's very interesting. I mean, I wonder if they're going to... I know it's a, a, a completely different leap, but I wonder if they're going to be looking down the Fallon route um, about... You, you know, like how um, they've got the, the, the curing system where you, um, you know, have to come back. You get your time slot and you come back rather than just waiting the queue. I wonder if 
choices that you make mean that you go and do things at a different time and the experience of those attractions will be different because of it. It could be your food choices. It could be different queues, a dark queue or a Jedi queue. or, or It could be anything. Mm. But I, mean, I think that's only quite interesting, to be honest. I also believe they've got a new uh, version of a lightsaber that oh. they're working on. Yeah, I've heard about this. Yeah, It's real. Yeah, well, basically, that it will look like it is real. Oh, my goodness. No. Um, this could be the greatest thing ever known to man. Or it could be an absolute failure. <laughs> no, we're talking about Star Wars now, not Avatar Land. <laughs> oh, that but... was a failure before it even started. Well, we'll find out in, in not very long, once Mr. D gets out there. Star Wars Land, right, Harry Potter is going to become insignificant when Star Wars Land opens. Probably right. Because they're jacking the prices up in there. You know, it's $6 now for a a butterbeer. I'm not buying a butterbeer anytime soon. Yeah, but I mean, the thing is, like, I've got to be honest, like, we had a butterbeer when we went, when it first opened. I mean, we've not been able to go back since, but I probably wouldn't go and have a butter beer again anyway, unless they were free, because I just it just didn't do it for me. I just didn't like it. Um, not enough to pay, you know, five, six, seven dollars for one anyway. Um, but you do, you know, you would definitely try these things on the first first time. Um, but yeah, I, I you know, at the end of the day, as beloved as Harry Potter is. Um, Star Wars is multi-generational you know there are more people obsessed with Star Wars than Harry Potter definitely across, across the age ranges I mean Harry Potter is not a franchise which is stuck with just one generation of people uh, in the same way you know you know, like Star Wars that's multi-generational as well but Star Wars has got a 30 year head start on Potter hasn't it Potter's looking tired Mm. The, the two Potter lands are looking tired, I think. Wow. Already? Yeah. Interesting. They're already mature. Look, you've got to think, Jaws was taken out. Uh, it, it only lasted 15 years, the Jaws ride. Uh, Not even that. 12 years? 93. Opening ni- uh, like reopening 93, didn't it? Yeah. So it was open for... Uh, no, it was open for just under 20 years, about about, about 18 years. Okay, 18 years. So, Potter's already halfway there now. It's already tired. It's finished. It's finished, Lee. They'll be remaking the movie soon, though. Don't forget. Well, I Do you think... think... That, that, that's my prediction. They'll remake the movies before too long, really. I think... A couple I of th- years, they'll announce it. I think what they'll do... There's supposed to be, I think, five of these Fantastic Beasts films. Mm-hmm. So we've got those. We've got four more of those every two or three years. Then we will have uh, the Cursed Child with yep. the original cast, and then I think you're right. I think we will then see a reboot of the franchise. Yeah, I mean, you know, in in a number of years' time, I don't know, two years, three years, five <laughs> years. You know, it's an absolute. Guaranteed money maker mm. if they remake them, yeah. and then because they 
they cut out quite a lot of the the big books. Yeah, definitely. You know, they could easily make them ten films, twelve films. Or, absolute or absolute what, money machine. What about animated? Yep. Could be. CGI. And then, and then what you can do is you can change the rides accordingly. Yeah. So they won't age then. Because that's, I mean, that's the, the problem with the, you know, those things now is that, you know, Daniel Radcliffe is obviously, you know, 10 years or so older when you film the footage for the Forbidden Journey attraction. Yeah. So anyone that knows him now knows he looks, you know, and they all look a lot different to how they do on that attraction, which dates it um, mm-hmm. a little bit. So, um, yeah, maybe that's. That's, that's something that will make it a bit more timeless. And then you could redo everything, all the paintings, all the, the film uh, footage for the rides, and it would never then date, really. Yeah. There you go, Universal. That's that's my idea for you. Keep the brothers I'm, on the curb. Do it yourself. I'm, I'm going to go out. I'm going to put it out there again. This, is, this episode will be remembered for two massive predictions that I made. And I think Avatar is going to destroy Harry Potter. It's the second one, the dessert party. Yes. Yeah. Only, only if it turns out there's unobtainium below Hogwarts Castle. <laughs> well, yeah. Then you might be right. Honest to God, that place is going to blow everyone's socks off. Don't forget, you walk into Potter and it's basically concrete. It's just grey concrete with a bit of snow on top. Let's be honest about it. It is, isn't it? Lee Mallaby's going to be listening to this episode spinning in his grave. What you're saying it's, about his beloved Potter. Spinning these definitely hell. It's literally... What if, it's just concrete moulded into buildings with fake snow on top. Yippee. They're doing a phone party for Christmas. Get over it. Big deal. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that spoils the next Universal After Dark by Craig revealing that information. <laughs> but, um, right, I think I think that's probably enough for this week. I've got one more it. bit. Go on. That's a bit of breaking news that will also make Lee squirm. Um, Rumours that uh, Star-Lord and Baby Groot are moving into One Man's Dream. Oh, oh my take, God. Take <laughs> my... Tell them, Steve, Dave. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, I love One Man's Dream. I also love Star-Lord and Groot. Well, they've already got meet and greet in there. Who would win in a fight? (laughs) What, a giant tree and Star-Lord? Against One Man's Dream. Like like Jim Hill. Oh no, Harry Hill, his brother. (laughs) 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 Um... Yeah, I mean, I don't get me wrong. I'd love for them to to do a meet and greet in the park. I'm just not not really convinced that that's the location for it. Well, they've already got a meet and greet in there. You know, you know where they should put the meet and greet in between in between Rock and Roller Coaster and the Tower of Terror. <laughs> that, that you mean was... the two rides that have been rumoured to be replaced by Marvel rides? <laughs> that that will come. There's another prediction. That will come. You can't do it now because the rest of the park is desolate. They cannot do it. The, when Star Wars opens, that'll get done and people will not care. Well, uh, well, I think really? Universal might have a say on that, but we'll yeah. see. We'll see. You, you mean that Tora Terra in Florida will get a makeover? Yes, definitely. 
The only thing about that is by the time Star Wars Land is finished, that's going to be, you know, not a new ride in uh, in Disneyland at that point. So yeah, but it'll be just in time for Volume Three. Yeah, just announced today with James Gunn coming back. Early reviews are through the roof. It, like the, the the proper reviews are now coming out for Guardians. They're through the roof as well. He's coming back for yeah, the third, third go round. I mean, Guardians so I've is got, big news. I've got nothing against Guardians, right? That's that's great. I hope it's a great film, and I hope the third one's a great film as well. But just freaking leave the Tower of Terror alone. Build a Guardians right. Because I'm sorry, but the makeover that they've done on the Hollywood one is pants. The I ride like itself it. might be good. I don't. It's Tower of Terror with some some stuck-on bits. <laughs> Leftovers from the buffet. <laughs> 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 just well, leave my Tower of Terror alone. Bugger off. Well, I, I don't think there's any fi- final way to end the podcast than with Paul Diamond telling you to bugger off. So, <laughs> <laughs> on that note... Let me see, Dave. On yeah, that listen, note... Bugger off. <laughs> On that note, thank you very much for uh, for joining us. Uh, there'll be a new Pop After Dark. We're, uh, me and Craig are going off to do Pop After Dark. So you'll get one of those this week. There'll be a Universe After Dark if we can squeeze people uh, to get on uh, get together at the same time to record one. Um, basically, you're just being spoiled by all these amazing podcasts at the moment. Um, the After Dark Podcast Network. Oh, it's actually mm-hmm. becoming an actual network. Um, and just a quick thing for me, which I meant to say at the beginning, um, if anyone uh, listens to this because of uh, me promoting this on a radio station last night, I apologise, um, but I hope you've enjoyed it anyway. So I'll leave that there. Um, you can find out more if you look around. But um, thank you all so much for joining and we will see you with another Diz After Dark in about a week or so's time. Come back, though, after you've buggered off. <laughs> <laughs> Visit our website at www.patreon.com forward slash Diz After Dark. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com forward slash Diz After Dark. Thank you. This podcast is part of the After Dark Podcast Network.